Hi, and welcome to part time. Um, Thanks for checking out episodes one through three. Um, Just an FYI, those were recorded before we started using Anchor, and so the sound quality and production quality really improves um, with episode four and forward. Thanks so much. Enjoy. All right, Shirley, I'm here. Okay, we're live. Excellent. So, um, welcome anyone who's listening to the first episode of our podcast, Part Time. Um, is it still recording? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, um, my co-host, um, Ms. Speedy Malone, is um, my friend of almost 20 years now. Um, so. Um, Aaron Speedy Malone and I met um, freshman year at Westland University in, in the Ice House of Clark Hall. Um, and at that point, uh, Aaron was huge. Uh, <laughs> uh, huge. I, I, I think we can just like kind of do like the basic high level of the past twenty years, not the first. <laughs> Um, I'm, I think we should just, you know, this is, um, we try my way. Um, at that point, Aaron was a huge jock. <laughs> and <laughs> she got her nickname, um, of Speedy because she, um, was supposed to be doing this exercise before, um, soccer. Uh, the soccer season started, like, timing herself at home, and <laughs> she wrote down an improbably fast time uh, for one of the races. So uh, when she got to college, everybody was like, oh, wow, you are speedy, because you can be whatever it was, like, 100 meters in four seconds or something. <laughs> I don't know um, was afraid that I was actually fast, and then I showed up and was, like, <laughs> bottom third. Like a strong bottom third. Um, so, uh, yeah, and at that point, I couldn't imagine Aaron making a purchase at a store because that wasn't really like, part of what we had to do at college was buy, we didn't have to buy things. But So I couldn't really imagine her making a purchase at a store. But uh, as time went on, um, she actually um, – she did a lot of cool stuff. Um, and uh, she was a lobster woman for a while. Um, she was in Oregon for a while where she got an MBA, which is basically like an advanced degree in stuff and buying stuff. So <laughs> joke was on me. Uh, <laughs> and now she's back in Vermont and she's got, um, an awesome, uh, man friend and two great, um, stepkids and a baby who's 18 months now. Is that right? Just about. Um, and she is a small business owner, um, yep. but uh, just uh, part-time, because that's how, <laughs> how we do things now. That's apparently how we do things. Um, we, we both decided to get advanced degrees and then work part-time and stay at home part-time. Um, that's why we call it part-time. Okay. Uh, Sarah Ollinger, yes, we met freshman year in college. Sarah Ollinger came from the land of lakes. Minneapolis, she has a baccalaureate, interna- international baccalaureate degree, which still don't know what it is, always found it impressive. Her best friend from home is also really smart, um, and they still call each other each other's wife. Um, Sarah Owner's been around the world many times. Um, notable is 
in college when college thing I thought was weird was her right-handed eyebrow ring, right? Did you get that in the blog? That happened. Yep, that was my Chilean uh, mistake. <laughs> a nice Chilean mistake. Um, Sarah Erlen and Sarah and I also we both went to um, summer camp. Um, Sarah in Wisconsin and me in um, North Carolina. So that's another kind of like theme throughout our lives. Um, Sarah is uh, attorney. Do you have an advanced degree in Spanish studies? No, I uh, I started grad school for the, for Latin American studies, but then I didn't finish it. So she has one advanced degree, but she's a Juris Doctorate, and she works in Flagstaff, Arizona, for the county. Um, she works part-time. Her husband has the same job. He's from Montana and, like, eight years younger than her, which, you know, we call him Barica. It's like 18 months, but, yeah. He's <laughs> basically the same. He's also a child. <laughs> He's a child. Uh, she came into the relationship with an incredible dog named Gus, who one time had some sort of, like, Stomach surgery, and, and they opened him up, and they found all this trash um, <laughs> in his body. And Caleb uh, and back Arizona, they have two dogs and two sons, Caleb and Zeke. Um, and Sarah is a public defender. That's true. And working part-time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't want to work any more than part of the time. So, we both well, listen to podcasts, which is a hitting one. And actually, we like to hear ourselves talk. <laughs> uh, and you think our friends might too. Uh, okay, so our first topic, do you want to start, do you want to start heavy or light? Uh, let's get, let's go light. Okay. Um, so I wanted to talk about Packing lunches. We'll just do like we'll just mom it up over here. Um, yes. Does Josie need a lunch pack yet? Um, you know what? Josie will not need a lunch pack until she goes to public school in like five years, and nothing warms my heart more. <laughs> I don't have to clean small containers. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So they do they provide lunch. Yeah, they they have all lunch and milk and snacks and all that stuff. I think we pay like three dollars a day. Which I would pay ten dollars a day. Oh, for sure. Um, so, okay. So both of my kids needed lunches when starting at age one. So, um, Caleb, that's now been like two and a half years. Zeke, just we just started sending him a lunch like a couple of weeks ago because he was a huge eater. Um, <laughs> and um, I was really worried before I started packing Caleb's lunch because I like couldn't handle. I can't handle packing my own lunch, right? And so I was worried that, like, you know, like I can go across the street to the coffee shop and buy a breakfast burrito if I, like, can't get myself together in the morning. Um, but my kid, like, my one-year-old isn't going to have that option. Um, and what I think is really – I have found to be interesting. I guess that's why I've brought it up. <laughs> um, I, I just feel like it's a lot of things with um, parenting where it's, like – it just was kind of like cognitive dissonance because, like, I have no problem. Like, they always have lunches, and they're, like, pre-packed. And one thing I do that does make it a little easier is that they each – now we're working on getting both of them to each have three bento box-style lunch boxes. So, so three I mean, actual lunch boxes. Yeah, so I can pack them 
Um, Caleb used to go five days a week before I was part-time, um, so I'd only have to pack them twice a week. Um, and now he only goes three days a week, so I can just do it once a week. And I, So the goal is, like, it takes up a fair amount of room in the fridge, but, like, I just have to do the lunches once a week. And so all that, like, cutting up little fruits and veggies and whatever, um, yeah. just have to do once. And that's, like, I, like, hold that out as my only mom hack or, like, thing that I feel like I'm doing well sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're starting out on a high note. <laughs> so, okay, so you don't mind doing the lunches because you've created efficiency by batching on Sunday nights yeah. or whenever. But I still don't do that for myself. It's like they're crazy. It's like they are taken care of. And I just like there's other things with parenting where it's like it's like this kind of like do as I say, not as I do, where like my own stuff is falling apart, but like, you know, I mean, obviously, yeah. like, I mean, not like authorities called on me, but like also because they have to have lunch at school. Um, and so it just always happens, but I don't know. It's not much at work, you know? <laughs> Wait, do you like buy little things in single serving containers? No. I mean, okay. sometimes I'll have like, I mean, we buy string cheese, and so sometimes I'll throw one of those in there. Yeah. Or like, Caleb, like sometimes I'll take a Lara bar and like cut it into little pieces and like divide it among <laughs> the lunches as like some kind of oh like, not a, like, like you know yeah. an extra protein kind of thing you know and um, fiber yeah yeah so um yeah but I have all kinds of, I mean basically it's like every um their main course is just like some combination of carbs and cheese so it's like pasta with cheese quesadilla cheese sandwich. <laughs> um, TV and Jane and peanut butter free up. One can have peanut butter. They go to different schools. So one can have peanut butter and one cannot um, at school. They, they're both fine with peanut butter. But, um, so I do send, like, Caleb can have peanut butter. So I send it as a snack. Because he also has to bring cheese snacks. So that is his plan, too. go in the same container. Those are separate. So he has one lunch. So then the, the little plastic bento box gets um, an ice pack underneath it, and it goes in a insulated lunch box. Um, so you have to put that that product on the, on the side. A link. Okay. There's two of them, two yeah. different kinds. Um, the I think the Yum Box is superior. Um but it, like, never goes on sale on Amazon. And the bent, the bent Go box is pretty similar, except that it, they both have rubber so that the little, each little compartment, you could put something wet in there. It won't leak. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's rubber at the top. But the Bento one, it gets discolored. And I don't know. I don't think it's mold, but it just doesn't look very good. It looks kind of gross. So, um, anyway, that's why my I endorse the Yum Box. Um, Yum Box. For three of them. <laughs> Um, we have two yum boxes, two bent goes, and then this other container that came with one of the lunch the insulated boxes. Um, and I'm kind of that's kind of in a holding pattern until because the the yum boxes are like thirty dollars a piece. So also I was thinking at one point, like once we have six of them, we will have spent a hundred and eighty dollars. Oh shit! I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. Which seems nuts. I mean, obviously, thirty dollars at a time doesn't feel like that. But I'm like, what if this is like two hundred dollars in lunch boxes? But, but you know, then you're not buying like you know nothing gets thrown away, and yeah. um, they do seem pretty, pretty sturdy for a while. So I don't know. 
Well, and kids love that. Mm-hmm. Non, not, no cross contamination. Yeah. yeah. It's like perfect. Yeah, everything um, definitely has to be referred to that wolf box. So. And <laughs> I, I, I literally thank God every day that I don't have to do this for myself. <laughs> and let me tell you, when she is a, when she is a kindergartner, she's definitely bagging out much. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. I can't wait until we can revisit our topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, kindergarten. Oh. oh my god, I can't even imagine. Um, wait, so one thing that I was thinking, like, I don't buy any of the like packaged stuff. Like, because when we do like walks or whatever, I just like cut stuff up and like put it in small containers. Right. But the one thing that I was like, kind of like being like, actually, it's kind of genius. Are those small raisin boxes? Do you buy them? Mm-hmm. Do your boys eat raisins? Um, they they probably would if I bought them, but I just haven't. I've gotten yeah. them some other dried fruit, but not in the little boxes. Josie loves dried fruit, and the thing about raisins is she'll just eat them like endlessly. And so it's like, what is an appropriate amount? And honestly, I have no idea. Um, but then I was like, wait, that's why you get the little boxes because that's an appropriate amount, you know? Like, here, Josie, yeah. one thing, and then she can, like, play with the trash for a while, you know? Yeah. All right. We should put that link up, too. Wait, we should, are you keeping a list of our links? Um, I I meant to do that. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, so that's a, that's a winning thing. Batching and having multiple containers, even if it costs hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess one of my major my major things is um, this. So I my baby is um, a really good sleeper, and I'm really one of these people that has to have like schedules and routines. So getting my baby to bed is like <clears throat> it's pretty easy because we do it the same way. She's like an independent sleeper. Okay. Um, but I have a kind of a thing where if you know me, I get really excited about things, right, Shirley? So, like, yes, you are, I would call you an excitable person. I'm, I'm a very excitable person. So, like, for example, like, leading up to our 10-year reunion for, at Wesleyan, like, I couldn't sleep, like, the five nights before. Like, just, like, so Aww. excitable. Um, <laughs> remember? Okay. I mean, and the same thing for your wedding weekend. Anyway, so, um, sometimes Brian and I have, like, a date, like, that starts after Josie goes to bed because she's in bed and asleep by, like, 6.30. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about how, um, like, what is this like? Because I need to be, like, so calm and present when I'm putting this baby away, yet I know I'm going to have, like, adult fun, like, the second after it's over. And, like, mm-hmm. how how do you do this? Are you able to do this, Sarah? Because, like, the baby um, can't know that something great's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm trying to think of, like, when Caleb was younger, because at this point, like, I feel like Zeke is still too young to actually, like, know, and Caleb is old enough to, like, talk to him. Well, he doesn't really, and he's also old enough that, like, if we have a babysitter or something, we talk, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, coming over to play with you, and um, I don't know. I, you, you really like to talk about being present with your kids, <laughs> and that... 
I really made me feel like I'm not the cousin. <laughs> 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 yeah, that. Um, mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think I'm just excited. Like, it, never, it happens so infrequently that I just am really, also really excited and um, just trying to make them go to bed really quickly. Um, and it happens sometimes, or even if, like, I'm going to, like, Charlie's staying home, but I'm going somewhere, you know, after, because Zeke also goes to bed, like, between 6.30 and 7, so I'll usually, oh, nice. if I'm going to go do something else, like, I put him down, and then, um, we go. Um, this is, this is where I feel like it's like a biathlon, right? Like, you cross the street, well, and, accuracy is key, yes, but run it, you're skiing, 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 right, being present, being present. You have your job, mm-hmm. you want to get everything done on time because you have, like, a time thing. And then you go and get in a room, and you're like, oh, my God, I have to be so calm, heart rate down. I can't think about what just happened or what's about. They're just, like, in it, right, mm-hmm. like, by athletes shooting the gun and hitting a target. And then the second it's over, like, the door closes and, like, you're sprinting out to do your fun shit. Yeah. Is, in a biathlon, do you go back to skiing after shooting, or is it just ski shoot done? No, you ski, shoot, ski, shoot. Like, I don't know how many times you do it, but you do both off and on. And it's, and it's so impressive, right? Because it's these, like, super fit people, like, essentially sprinting and then being yeah. stone-cold focused to, like, shoot a gun. And, and it's like, super different like, skill sets. Yeah. Well, yeah. just, like, you know, having fun with your friends and being a mom, like, totally different skill sets. Right. <laughs> anyway. So that, that was one of my, my big thoughts a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Getting this going. No, I like it. I uh, I can see it, and I think that, um, yeah, and I'm I'm into it. Um, I'm gonna have to look up how many times you go back and forth in a biathlon because that seems like uh, kids getting out of bed or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel like we could the, the peril could keep going, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, we'll put that on the link. Then everyone, okay. <laughs> the listeners can, can check that out too themselves and maybe let us know what they find. They can learn along with us about Biathlon. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, you're up. Okay. Um, so I, um, well, I guess you have a trip coming up, um, an international trip. Yep. It's We're Ireland. going to Ireland. Okay. Days with Josie. Um, and so is it the three of you or the five of you or who's all going? Just uh, the three of us. Okay. Guy party of three. <laughs> um, and, okay. And have you guys flown? Has she flown before? Yeah. She's been to New Orleans and uh, Oregon. Oregon, so, okay. Uh, but the thing is, it's a total fucking nightmare. Well, you know, I will tell you that I think that flying with an 18-month-old is actually the worst time. Thank you. I'm glad you were recording this before we got here. Did she have her own seat? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Uh, no, I just found it really challenging. I flew When I did it, I flew by myself with Caleb, and um, when it was an international, it was just in Minneapolis. Um, but... The, I think the challenging thing is that they're, like, pretty big, so they're on your lap, but then, like, you can't, like, put the tray table down or, like, you know, and they can, like, kick the seat in front of you. And um, yeah. But they're also not old enough to be entranced by the tablet. Um, and 
we have kept it. I mean, Caleb watches TV now, um, but especially at that age, like, did not have a lot of screen time. So, or even last year when we flew. Um, but anyway, I mean, he'll be just, you know, he's, like, transfixed by watching something on a screen, which, for the purposes of travel, I think is awesome. <laughs> you know, like, do it. Like, you just zone out this whole flight. Awesome. Um but, I mean, also to, like, kind of entertain himself. So the time that when we flew in, he was 18 months, um, we were coming back from Minneapolis, and we there was one flight from Minneapolis to Phoenix, and that went fine. And then this flight, the flight took off from Phoenix to Flagstaff, and that's, like, a 20-minute flight. Um, and right. I had all this stuff um, that I'd brought. Um, so, you know, I just had gotten all this stuff at, like, the dollar store, and it was little toys. It was, like, little pom-poms in a bag. It was just, just like, stuff to keep bringing out every so often to keep them entertained. And I also had this sleeve of Oreos um, uh-huh. because that's also my trick is I always bring something like a Mrs. Fields cookie or just, like, something, like, as a nuclear option. Like, if things go real bad, you <laughs> can bring it out and, like, do it to the back of them. You're such a classic mom. Because I just want to feed them cookies and let them watch TV. But, no, the <laughs> idea of, like, nuclear option safety is right there. Um, that it's, like, not, not far away from reality that it would actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> so we get – so the flight takes off, and we're over Sedona, which is, you know, only, like, I don't know, 30 miles south of Flagstaff. And I was a solo. I was like, yes, we did it. Done. Like, we're going to be home in 20 minutes, and Charlie's going to pick us up. And we were totally – you know, we did it. And then the captain comes on, and there's something wrong with the plane, and we have to turn around and go back to Phoenix. And we then sat on the runway in Phoenix for, like, an hour and a half. Um, And he got bored of all the stuff I had. He was even refusing Oreos. You know, when I was like, oh, my God, like, I've given my kid diabetes. And he's, like, screaming. and so, um, yeah, it was kind of rough, and we made it home. Um, he was not on his best behavior for that. I mean, that, but that's a hard, you know, it was hot. It was just sitting. I mean, it's hard. Like, nobody yeah. was feeling good in that situation. So, um, you know, I think that, um, but it's not only it's not only to scare you. Like, I mean, I think that there's, um, yeah, I do think it's worth it to have, like, just like a, you know, if every, how you know, every twenty minutes you can pull out something new, um, even if it's just something right. like, you know, little um like one time, you know, even at the dog show there's like in the teacher section they have like rolls and rolls of stickers and so he would just like stick stickers over like the entire seat and um Wait, you know, I, I think I've actually I, I think I've actually only been in a dollar store once. Do they are they allowed to have dollar stores in Vermont? Um, they're like in rural Vermont, I think. So mm. I, I drive by them. But I've only I think I was yeah. in New Jersey in twenty. I wonder if I have to like send store. you some from uh, the area. No, I think I can I figure it out. Um, you guys just got a target too, right? It's coming apparently. But we we have a um. Walmart where we buy cat food. Um oh. so maybe I could ask Brian to go to Walmart to get some like little yeah. like trashy toys from China. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, we've had ones that's, like, a bag. There was, like, a bag of, like, farm animals. And, I mean, just, like, Aww. little, you know. Um, and there was uh, – the, the pom-poms, actually, the other one he really liked was these, um like, 
metallic pipe cleaners. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, just, just random stuff that you can, like, explore and entertain them for, you know, some period until, yeah. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully this goes a lot better <laughs> than mine did. But. I know. Well, it's like a red eye. I mean, the first one's a red eye. Good thing it's, like, direct. But it's yeah. Inside, and that was the hard one last time. Like traveling when we're yeah. supposed to be awake is like no problem. But um, yeah. And then we actually, this is something. This is story you'll actually appreciate. Is so Brian told me that Josie didn't need a passport to go to Ireland, of which I was like, that can't be true. But then I didn't start, you know, planning the trip until Saturday. And like, obviously, Josie needs a passport. Like. Like, right. Yeah, the only Ireland is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's part of the European Union. So, I, you would not believe this, but there's a passport place in, um, in St. Albans, which is like half an hour north of here, which uh-huh. is thankful for, um, what's the name of our senior center? Patrick Leahy. Anyway, so I made an appointment on the phone on Saturday, and literally, Sarah, like, this is, it was like literally the most, it was probably the most efficient, interaction with the federal government in the history of America. We got up there four minutes before our appointment and we're out of there by seven minutes after our appointment time. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was insane. And they were like, oh, you don't, you don't have to pay the extra $15 to overnight it. Like, you guys live like, you know, however many miles from here, so we'll just put it in the mail and you'll get it on Friday. And Brian and I were just like looking at each other and I'm like, how is this even possible that this is in hell? You know, amazing. Trump's America. Trump's America. That's right. <laughs> this is Trump's America. And then you were also groped, but the passport <laughs> came really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Um, yeah, and it's just going to be like kind of like what we're talking about. It's like, how do you keep your child safe? And like, when like, like you were saying about the car seats, like, we spend all this money on, like, the sweetest car seat in America, and, like, we're actually taking our friends, like, food leftover car seat to Ireland, and then uh-huh. throwing it away, like, <laughs> like, okay, uh, cool. Well, and, you know, I mean, it's definitely recommend, like, preferred for them to ride in a car seat on a plane, which, I mean, if they have their own, like, if they have their own seat, obviously, not you and her in a car seat, but, um, <laughs> The first time we flew with Caleb after he was two and he knew, and, you know, he had his own seat, um, we brought the car seat on the plane and it was awful because he could just, he just kicked the seat in front of me the entire time. And so the whole flight was us like trying to stop him from kicking the seat in front of them. And, you know, luckily we were going to Montana and because we we're going to Montana, Charlie knew the guy who was sitting in front of us. He was the friend of his friend from high school's dad. <laughs> Oh, um, my God. So it was, like, a little bit not as bad as, you know, it just a stranger. But so on the way back, I was like, no way. You know, like, I guess I, I, guess I know it's less safe. But, um, you know, safety rules don't apply for travel. That's <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Uh, next up, we're, like, yeah, we're, like, Probably 25 minutes in. Is this getting too long, or should we keep going? I say, I say, hit, let's do one more, and uh, then we'll wrap up, and then we'll save our other ideas for next time. Okay, great. So okay. I, I think being part time and being self employed 
part-time mom, self-employed. I listen to a lot of podcasts, probably like many people of our age, demographic, whatever. Um, I listen to On Being with Christy Tippett. And mm-hmm. one show that I listened to recently was her interview with Elizabeth Gilbert. Sarah, do you listen mm-hmm. to it? Do you like it? I, so I listened to most of it because I couldn't find the, the edited one, so I had the unedited one, so it was like an hour and a half long, so I got through like 50 minutes of the hour and a half long, so I don't actually know what the edited one sounds like. Wait, um, I, I intentionally listened to, listen to the unedited one. Oh, perfect. Well, then we're right. coming through. Okay. So, uh, so I guess I guess what I'm going to say about this is, like, basically, I think I think about my brain space sometimes because I feel like I have more than I did before. And now I'm not, like, before, maybe before I had Josie. No. I think I have more space in my brain now than I have for many months. Josie's 17 months. And, uh, but still, when I listen to things like this, I, there's, like, a couple points I'm going to talk about that kind of hit me, two of them. And I think this is basically how I listen or consume all sort of podcasts in media now. I only pick out a couple things and they make sense. Is that is that how your brain works these days there? Um, yeah, I think so. And kind of the um Yeah, okay. I'll go along with it. I like Okay. It. So the two the two takeaways are and these could be completely wrong. Like maybe these two women weren't even talking about this. That's like the other thing. Um, but the first one was this idea of like I have a complete disdain for complaining. If anyone in my house, I fucking hate it. And Elizabeth Gilbert has a strategy where she has a kitchen timer, and she allows the person she's with, and I think she has stepkids as well, and they have mm-hmm. two minutes to complain. And once the timer's up, they, they, they can't take money from tomorrow's day, but whatever they want to keep talking about, they just have to wait for the next day. <laughs> and I think, I think that's brilliant. Like, the contained amount to, con- to complain, and then that's it. Yeah. I remember that part too, and um, and she said that they. I think it's actually five minutes because I actually listened to it yesterday. But she said that they often like struggle to even. They can't even fill one minute um, when you're actually given the opportunity. Just like okay, get it all out there. They you know they don't yeah. have enough for the complaints. Um, yeah, I haven't been able to implement it yet in my house, but it's on my uh, to do list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also sort of like how she describes that, like, complaining is, like, just a blanket of negativity over the room, and she maybe is a metaphor of, like, a garage door. Is that true? Do you remember this? I'm not making that up. Mm, I don't remember. It might have happened. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's also, like, <laughs> reality now. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's reality now. I kind of thought about it. And I think it's true, because sometimes I think, like, you know, part of my, like, survival as a child was to not complain, but now I have a huge, just, like, intolerance for it. And, like, is that me not hearing other people or – I don't know. Anyway, so five minutes, kitchen timer, that's what we're going to try to do now at my house. Um, okay. And I think, you know, I mean, I think about complaining, I guess, you know, I don't have kids old enough to complain. I mean, my older one just whines, but um, good about myself, you know, because I feel like sometimes in, I mean, especially, I guess, related to work, I, um, I guess, I look at, like, I'm, I'm feel pretty invested in my office, um, even though I'm part-time. <laughs> I've been here a long time, I, you know, feel really um, invested in our work, but also just, like, getting people here and in making, you know, our office work well. Um, 
And so the thing about, you know, caring about that is that you care if things are not working well or if there's problems or if um, – and so then I also end up feeling like I complain a lot. Um mm-hmm. And trying to figure out for myself kind of what that line is of, like, what is, um, you know, what is legitimate because it, it does come out of a place of, of caring about something and wanting it to be different and better. And, you know, they, nobody can do better unless they know um, better, right? Um, yep. But – but then also, it's not a, it's also not a good way to live. Like, it's not, um, it is, kind of internally, it's like, that, I don't know, like the garage door. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's negative and you're looking for the problems and you're, um, so, you know, I think that's something, um, over at least the last couple of years of trying to, um, that I, you know, feel myself doing at work and kind of go back and forth. I haven't found a good balance, I guess, but, um, yeah. but, you know, there's, there's a legitimate, there is, there are legitimate reasons to complain, but it also, I think, comes at a cost, um, with kind of psychically, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, like, I also, you know, in my business, I have a new business, and, uh, you know, when my employees are complaining about it, I, I always tell them, um, and this is probably the coach in me, is, like, uh, I'm okay with, you know, problem identification. Like, great. I know most of the problems here. Like, I see them all the time. Like, pretty much all I see in my business are the problems. Like, uh, but what I want is solutions. So, like, tell me about the solutions. Don't just tell me about the problems. Like, how can I fix that? How can you fix that? How can we fix that? You know? Yeah. Um, and I think in an employee-employer relationship, it's – um a little bit easier to have that sort of like boundary in mind and demand that, but in a step family, you're not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see you in with your whistle and <laughs> let's talk about solutions. <laughs> All right, table. Here we go. The only solution. Um, okay. And then the last thing that stuck out to me um, that I just loved um, was when. Uh, Christina Tippett and um, Elizabeth Gilbert were talking about how life is like literally like 90% boring and um, 10% is interesting and the way the reason that we can all um, move through and be and like deal with the boringness is because of the gift of that 10% and so I think parenting like I would say is like that's perfect like you know, there are days when I spend, like, hours just lying on the floor and Josie plays around me and, like, this has been going on for months. And, like, you know, the time when she, like, sits on diesel like a horse, you know, and it's, like, so cute. You know, like, like it's literally 32 seconds of my whole morning. And <laughs> it warms my heart and makes me, like, just so happy, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that, you know, and then I was like, oh, right, like, like, Sarah and I, we both have traveled all over, and, you know, when you think about traveling, and I think I think Elizabeth Gilbert kind of lays it out of, like, you know, when you travel, like, you're, you know, driving to an airport, sitting in an airport, going, you know, riding on a plane, you know, going through customs, getting on a bus, walking, checking into a hotel. Like, there's so much boring shit, but then it's, like, the, like, magical travel moments that happen, whether it's, like, a meal or, or meeting someone or running into someone you knew from a different part of your life in a different part of the world. Like, it's, like, all of that kind of boringness, like, allows for these just incredible moments. And I think that, like, 
I never thought of my life like that, but then I was like, holy shit, yeah, like, so much stuff is immensely boring that we do all the time, you know, and and it's kind of like waiting for the good stuff, and so it's, it's interesting, and again, maybe this is like step-parenting teenagers, but, you know, just like, I just want to be like, guys, get bored, you know, just do something long enough, they're so bored, and you know what, you don't know what's going to happen, but if you do, if you do long enough, something rad will, you know, so. Yeah, um, I kind of like that too. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna listen more to that uh, to that podcast. Oh, that um, version. Yeah, and I'll finish it. Um. Okay. So I I think this is the end of episode one. Yeah, we'll put some links up on the website. I want to encourage everyone in Burlington, Vermont, to shop at Momo's Market. Uh, <laughs> because if you can't advertise on the podcast, where can you advertise? <laughs> yep, yep, please do that. And everyone in Blackstone, Arizona, um, you don't actually want to do involved with Arizona. But we don't think that they're listening to this. So... Uh, okay. Uh, oh, and I also want to apologize. that beeping? I just want to apologize for that. We'll figure that out before the next time. <laughs> I think that's just letting us know it's recording. But it's going to be annoying to listen to, right? No, well, I bet it's, I bet they, anyway. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, hopefully okay. no one else can hear it. Um, thanks very much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>